the scouting has ramped up. That means I have found more diamonds in the rough. Arizona tight end Tanner McLaughlin is a guy that we need to keep our eyes on on day three and make sure we watch out for him this draft season. So I'm going to talk about him and more coming up next. You are locked on NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on X at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout and a senior draft analyst, and thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers, man. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Listen, if you're, you know, for Apple Podcasts, Spotify, please, we always tell you, please go ahead and subscribe to, to the pod. Hit automatic downloads. Leave us a five-star commented review telling us how you feel about the show, how much you love us, man, your dynamic duo. But, you know, anytime I bring Dame's Diamonds, right, anytime I talk about the Diamonds in the Rough, it's me, just solo dose. So let's get into the show rundown. We're going to talk about Arizona tight end Tanner McLaughlin in a, as a day three prospect at the tight end position, a depth developmental piece. We'll get into that. Uh, guard from UConn, Christian Hayes. Uh, what type of scheme does he fit and why uh, is he one of the more underrated interior offensive linemen in the 2024 NFL draft? And then Western Michigan's Marshawn Nealon. If you're looking for a strong side defensive end at 275 pounds, Marshawn Nealon is going to be him for you. But before we get into that, we got to talk about this, guys. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Tanner McLaughlin, six listed at 6'5", 240 pounds. Um, he started his career at, I believe, Southern Utah. Uh, he didn't get a lot of playing time there, right? He, he only caught 15 passes in two years for like 168 yards and two touchdowns. And then he transferred to Arizona. And in 2022, you know, 51 targets, 34 receptions, 456 yards, averaging a little over 13 yards per catch, and he had two touchdowns. And then this year, uh, 55 targets, 45 receptions, uh, 530 yards receiving, uh, close to 12 yards per reception with four touchdowns. He's a guy that moves around where, you know I mean, he, he's a movable piece at the tight end position. And for me, you know, and it's crazy because I was actually studying a different player on the offense. I was studying their offensive lineman, Jordan Morgan, and I just kept seeing him kind of pop up on tape. And I'm like, this guy's, you know, he's got like prototypical height, you know, 6'4", 6'5". He he's about 250, 240, uh, 245, somewhere in there. And he moved well, right? You know, especially as a straight line athlete, he's smooth. Um, I felt like, you know, he does, he's not the he's he's got to improve in blocking, but he sells that he's blocking pretty well to, you know, you think about tight end leaks and delays and different things to that nature. But he's really good working the seams in the middle of the field. You think about uh, crossing routes, over routes, uh, skinny posts, uh, just kind of button hooks. Right. You know, hook curls in the middle of the field, those type of things. He does. He does those things well. And I'm just thinking, man, in the tight end class, it's not strong, right? This isn't a, a very 
strong tight end class. Like last year, 2023, right? You had Michael Mayer, Sam Laporta, Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft, Dalton Kincaid. That's five guys in like the first three rounds, okay? So, yeah, last year was much more like talent uh, laden. It had much more talent to it, right? You know, f- you know, filled with much more talent, especially high, you know, you know, just kind of, it was even, right? Because this year is what Brock Bowers, Tavion Sanders, we're waiting to see if Bryson Nesbitt, who's a Dame's Diamond, if he declares for the draft and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's kind of like a two-man race at this particular point. So when I when I stumbled across in a pond, Tanner McLaughlin, I said, man, when you think about a team that has two tight ends, right? But somebody's going to be coming up on an expiring contract soon, and you need that day three, that fourth, fifth, sixth round tight end that you feel like, hey, man, he can be a tight end three early. Probably he can play some special teams for us. And then when that guy whose contract is about to end, he walks in the free agency, we don't have to back up the Brinks truck for two tight ends. We have another young guy that's stepping in. His move, like movement skill-wise, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Hunter Henry, uh, who who spent, you know, years – Early in his career with the Los, uh, Los Angeles Chargers, and then last like three, maybe four years, I think it is, um, with the New England Patriots. Uh, so I, I think he moves similar to him. But again, you think about Dalton Schultz, another guy, right? You know, who who spent time with the Dallas Cowboys and then uh, signed a uh, free agent contract to move, you know, to to stay in Texas, but just go to the Houston Texans. Um, you know, and how solid of a player he is, right? You know, Ferguson. Um, you know, over with the Dallas Cowboys who replaced uh, who replaced uh, Dalton Schultz. I think when I look at Tanner, Tanner McLaughlin, man, again, smooth. I feel like straight line, he's a good athlete, um, good ball skills, right? A guy that, you know, you're talking about helmet or higher, and I think he's a red zone threat. You get into the high red zone, you're talking about running corner routes from the tight end position, you're talking about running a seam. You know, different things like that. Is he going to be a coverage indicator? Maybe not. Not right now. I would not say that. No. But you think about adding him to an offense that already has weapons. I always think about the Miami Dolphins when I think about tight ends. Their tight end situation is not great. So I was like, okay, well, let let's. How would it look if you put a, a, a nice athletic piece at the tight end position in Mike McDaniel's offense with Tua at the helm? However long we don't know how you know if they can come to a con you know get a contract after 2024 and for the future, but then you got Jalen Waller, you have Tyree Kill. How would that look? And it's like, man, you thinking about well, you know what? Nobody's gonna key in on the tight end unless that's Travis Kelsey or some high end tight end. Yeah, they get Brock Bowers. You're gonna have to key. You're gonna have to focus on him, but you're still gonna be like, I can't get beat by the speed of Hill, Tyree Kill, and, and Jalen Waddle. Right? That's gonna be that's just natural thinking here. So for me, that's kind of how I look at this thing, guys. I look at it from this aspect, man. If Tanner McLaughlin, you put him into an offense where he's kind of a extra piece, right? You know what I mean? He's that um, maybe the dessert, I guess you could say, right? Where it's like, I'm not, or, or appetizer, either one. He's not the main course, all right? He's not the main course. So since he's not the main course, I think that he can have more opportunity to succeed in the NFL um, in the right offense. You know, you think about uh, just, like I said, having weapons on the outside and being able to throw him into the into the uh, tight end spot, move him into the slot, because he does that, guys. I'm telling you right now, throughout his career, um, you know, what I mean, especially like, you know, like this year, I think he had like 22 percent of his snaps in the slot. 
Uh, he has, you know, a little over 7% out wide. And, of course, he, he was in line a lot. But he moves around. You see, And you see that they'll motion him out, detach him from the line of scrimmage, um, kind of, you know, using the seat at times to see, okay, in terms of a coverage indicator. Like, he's not going to pull coverage from somebody, but you can motion him to see, is that safety going to move with him? Is that linebacker going to move across the formation with him? Or are they just going to bump a gap over? which lets you know it's zone, different things like that. But I, I think with, with Tanner McLaughlin, man, someone, he's a Dame's Diamond guy. I like I like the skill set. Like I said, 6'5", 240, University of Arizona. I think that this young man uh, can play ball. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to be a tight end one or a high end tight end two, but I think that he could give you 600 yards a season with the right volume, you know? And I think, like I said, tight end two, tight end three, four, and NFL offense, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. But guys, let's get into let's let's go from 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 skill position to interior position. Interior offensive line. Christian Hayes out of UConn, uh, strong, uh, you know, nice athletic kid. We're gonna get into his game and why he's a Dame's Diamond. We're talking about this coming up next. This show is sponsored by Better Help, guys. Instead of saying New Year, New Me, New Year, New You, say New Year and a better me because. Let's focus on what we did well in 2023, not what we struggled with. Leave the struggles in the past and focus on the good. That's a that's a New Year's resolution that we need. And having someone that will sit with us, whether in person, but especially online and convenient, like with BetterHelp, having a therapist that will talk to us, that will be objective, right, that will be non-biased is great. I know for me personally – Therapy, counseling was so big to help me deal with some of the issues I had in the past, whether it was my, my anger, uh, depression, whatever it was, I was able to get better because of therapists, counselors, so forth and so on, guys. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Celebrate the the progress and success you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Interior offensive lineman, right guard for the University of UConn, Christian Haynes. Christian Haynes listed at 6'2", 313 pounds. This is a young man that, to me, guys, like he is going to be kind of a scheme-specific type of fit. I think I, I really – well, not even think. I really love his fit to his own scheme. And then looking at when I watch the tape and checking the numbers – they ran more more zone than gap, and you see, you're talking about L stepping, reach blocking, um, and in the run game, you know, not just not not just the stretch outside zone stuff where he can wash a guy down, because uh, he does a great job of that. I think when he gets his hands latched and fitted into the defender's, uh, you know, jersey or, or, or shoulder pads, he can run a guy off a spot, right? You know, when, when, especially if you're using your momentum, you're trying to slice across his face. He's gonna get his hand, that inside hand. Under, into the rib cage, underneath the armpit. The other hand's going to be on top of the shoulder, and those feet are going to run, baby. Those feet are going to run, guys. He's going to run that defender right out of the pitcher, right? You want to, you know, use all your momentum to get across him? He's going to use that momentum against you. So I think he's a, in terms of intellect and, and blocking knowledge and understanding momentum and, and force, he's smart. He's intelligent in that way, in that, in that space, right? I think the big and key thing for me is just, the, the the outside runs, 
right? The 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 toss sweeps, the 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 pinning and pulling, and him going out as a lead blocker. I think he's good. He's a good athlete. He can get uh, from across, you know, get from one point in the formation across it and be the lead blocker. He's a guy that looks to punish uh, second and third level defenders and those DBs in space. He does a lot of those things well, you know. And um, you know, I really appreciated that about his game. And I just saw a guy that, you know, like I said, he's a little bit on the short, you know, 6'2", 313. I think, the, you know, this draft cycle, um, the combine and everything is going to be big for him just from an um, arm length perspective, right, to see, all right, can you box from a distance? Can you throw your jab and different things like that? And if so, you know, I think that's going to be big for him. Where I do see some struggles with him, and that's why I feel like he's a zone fit, is he's not um, like he, he's not going to be a a gap guy, a power guy. Like he doesn't just like in terms of like man and down blocking, gap power scheme blocking, just a guy head up on him. He doesn't displace guys, right? Like when we talk about like a J.C. Latham at Bama, and his potential to play guard and at the next level, what is he really good at? Physicality, power. He's and the, the build is different, right? And, and like the, the torque, right? You know what I mean? The torque and turn and 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 really displace a guy. I don't see that with Chris well, with Christian Haynes, but like I said, that, I think that's why he's more of a zone fit. Where you know, like I said, he's working laterally, and then he, he does. He's a. I think he's a good tandem blocker, duo blocker in double team situations. I think he does a good job of that. Right, uh, getting over there. You know, he's Gallup technique. He, you know, go ahead, get his forearm into a guy, but he's also spatially aware and understands the distance between him and the second level defender, that linebacker that's kind of trying to creep up and like hoping that Haynes sticks to the double team so he can shoot the gap, get in the backfield and take down the running back or the quarterback, uh, depending on the play call, if it's RPO or whatever. Uh, but he does a good job of selling the, the for, first of all, as a tandem dual blocker, he does a great job at that and a good job of that, but then they're also selling it. Uh, to where he'll pull that gravitational pull, he'll he'll manipulate that second level defender, make them inch closer, right? And then he you go ahead, go you know he goes from tandem to solo block, and he climbs up and meets them, uh, you know, at the apex, he meets them halfway, halfway to, uh, to the hole, man, into the lane. So I think that into the gap. So I think that's a that's a big part of his game. I just think this is a guy that has that can make himself some money this uh, this uh this draft season. Teams need interior offensive linemen, right? You know, teams need that. You you need someone that can be solid to good on, on both aspects, both facets of the offense, right? Pass protection and run blocking. You need that because if you don't have that, it makes it such an uphill climb to, you know what I mean? When, when, and, and this is a, Now, this is what I really, I, for, I forgot all about this. This is a part that I really like about his game. He's never... Um, unaware he's never lacks lackadaisical and what i mean by that is like if he's uncovered and he doesn't have a defender head up to him or in either of his gaps right either side of him if there's no solo defender that he has to prioritize he looks for work and that's a scouting term we talk about with offensive linemen if you are uncovered and you don't have anyone directly to block look for work there's one of your teammates you're a bumper for your you know what i mean if you're a guard you're a bumper for your center and for that tackle you know what I mean? It depends on which side you're on. If you're the right, which he plays a lot of right to, right guard, right? Um, you know, and just looking at the numbers here, I believe he plays predominantly right guard. Yes, he all, he's played four straight years, 800 plus snaps. So he has um total. He's you know he's been in school since 2018. He only played like 60 snaps 
in that season, but he has over three thirty three hundred snaps through those six years, thirty three hundred snaps at right guard. So he's a well experienced guy. So yes, you talk about playing the right guard spot and understanding that you're the bumper for that right tackle, you're a bumper for that center. And when you're a good bumper and you're a guy that looks for work when you're uncovered, that allows that tackle, especially if he's dealing with more, I would say, explosive guys, it allows that tackle to be able to um, sell that, you know what I mean, to, to, to jump, set that guy or, or work more kind of diagonal, knowing that his inside hand is going to be taken care of. We appreciate, we appreciate guys that look for work. We appreciate guys that work as a bumper and help out their 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 their, their partners on the on the on the offensive line. The offensive line is all about having five cohesive um individuals that work as one unit. And when you have a guy like like I said that right tackle, he knows that hey man, I can overset, I can drift a little bit in my vertical set to handle this speed rusher cuz just in case he's one of those speed rushers that has the loose hips that can euro step and jab step outside, work back cross face into the inside lane, I know that a Christian Haynes is going to be there to then bump and help me out. And he does a good job of that, guys. So I appreciate that about this game. Same thing with centers, right? A center, you want to still net on that inside hand of yours, right? And, and, and you're okay giving up the right side because you're right, you're right side because you know that Christian Haynes is also over there. And he's, you know, we always talk like, you know, such a football term, head on the swivel. And when you talk about head on the swivel, it's like, okay, back, you know, especially, you know, I'm 34 going on 35, guys. Back, you know, when I, you know, I was playing ball growing up. It was a much more physical game, right? And it was always, coaches tell me, keep your head on the swivel, man. You know, you're running routes out there in the middle of the field. Keep your head on the swivel. Those linebackers will take you out. You're running that post. Keep your head on the swivel. That's that free safety coming backside will lay you out. You know what I mean? You it was always towards the offensive player keeping their head on the swivel so that they don't get, you know, uh, blasted. But in the in the sense of even on offensive line, you want to keep your head on the swivel so you can be able to protect both sides and help both teammates, right? If your right tackle ends up having it all cleared and, and it's it's a full go, everything's fine. Guess what? That's good because then you keep looking back and forth. Cross, you know, look both ways before you cross the road, guys. You keep looking back and forth, and what do you see? You see that okay, now my center is losing leverage to the to his inside to his uh to his outside shoulder to that right hand. Now I can go over there, lay up, you know, and drop the boom on this interior defensive lineman, this this nose tackle, this three tech that's trying to work cross, right? If it's a cross dog blitz, you know, different things like whatever it is, you can, when when you're spatially aware and your head is on the swivel, you can help protect multiple uh, teammates. And I I think Christian Haynes does a good job of that. So again, he's a Dames dude. I want to see some, uh, he's got a little bit, and, I, and I've, you know, talked to often, you know, O-line trainers, talked to some college offensive linemen. And a lot of these, a lot of these young men are, are truly guys, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this, they're being coached incorrectly, whether it's with hand carriage, being low and wide, right, teaching them to uppercut a forklift, bring their hands from their hips or their knees uh, up to get into the, to the chest plate, into the pads of a, of a pass rusher, or um, the shuffle step, right? They're, they're not just exploding and making power steps they're shuffling there's like choppy steps and it's like you don't want that on the offensive line because every time is of the essence time is of the essence guys but that's christian haynes like i said you know from 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 yukon listed at 6 313 i think he's a really good zone fit and a team that drafts him um will have a, a good guard 
on the interior offensive line for some time. But, guys, coming up next, man, we're going to talk about Marshawn Nealon, okay, edge rusher, uh, defensive end from Western Michigan, a guy that does not get a lot of fanfare. But when I watched this tape, I said, you know what? There's some things here I like, and I want to talk to the family about them. So, next, Dames Diamond, Marshawn Nealon. Stay tuned. Coming up next. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if my wife or my son got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including respiratory infections, cyanitis, skin infection, among others. This can happen to any of us, guys. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use our offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. Western Michigan defensive end Marshawn Nealon listed at 6'3, 275 pounds. A guy that you know has played four years. Um, first year was kind of like you know, you know how, how the freshman year is a lot of times. They, you know, very limited snaps. I think he's only played 166 defensive snaps that year, but ever since then, 400. 14 in 2021, 465 in 2022, and then 557 in 2023. And he, um, you know, he was able to amass 16 uh, sacks in the four-year span. But over the last those in those three years, that's why I love about him, guys. Well, for no in totality, right? 78 hurries and pressures, 28 in 2023, 22 um, uh, for in last season, 20 in the 2022 season, he had 22 hurries, and then 2021 he had 19. Um, and, and what I really appreciated those this year in 2023, he ended up having two forced fumbles, his first two of his career and 35 run stops this year, 24 in 2022, 15 and 12 in 2021, 2020. So when you look at it, I said six, three, two seventy five. I think he can give you some strong side. You know, I think he can play both strong and weak. I think the the height is going to matter, right? If he's six, one, six, two, uh, and he's not too, you know, not the actual six, three, Close to 6'4", that's going to be big, but I think the arm length is going to be uh, pivotal as well. But this is a guy that does a good job collapsing gaps on the uh, on from the inter- from the from the exterior from the outside. He he blocks gaps well. I mean he he um, collapses gaps well. He'll slice in. You know I think tight ends. He's probably not going to be a, a great option for tight ends to have to block because he is he shows some quickness, but the power right. You know I think he has. Um, good hands in terms of knocking down, dislodging you know the, the hands of the tight end and working across the face and squeezing and leveraging the football. I think he does a good job of that as well, guys. So like when I'm when I'm watching him, I just see a guy that you know he's going to be a pressure guy, right? Like you know, and I think you know I also wonder you know how teams will view him in terms of pass rush because I think that he can give you some strong some strong outside rush, not the most twitched up or explosive guy, right? He's going to be more using the hands, using power, trying to, you know, using the leg drive to collapse and work around tackles. But I think about it from this aspect. I'm like, man, how would it look though? If 
he's like, you know, reduced inside three tech, you know what I mean? Three tech, maybe four I, and he's able to uh, work the interior, right? Work uh, amongst guards. And I think that he could have some success with that in uh, the NFL. And I think, you know, for me, that that's, that's where you find solace. You look for that, man. You look for solace in the, in those regards. It's like, okay, even if his arm length isn't the greatest, even if he isn't six, actual 6'3", six, 6'4", six, and he is more of the 6'2", two, 270, right? Either way, I think that's going to be big. I do think that there's some there's some athleticism. Like, he's dropped off. He'll drop off in coverage, um, you know, go from uh, edge to more, like, not spy, but, you know, drop off into, like, that middle hook zone little area, um, you know, and, and he's, you know, has success there. And I also could see him having – you know, some success standing up as an edge rusher as well in that two-point stance because he's done that a little bit throughout his time there. So I, I just think that this is a guy that, that that gives you some, at worst, he's a nice depth depth piece, right? Um, trying not to get tongue-tied there. He's a nice depth piece for a defensive line because at the end of the day, you think about the Eagles and how like they've been so successful on, on their defensive line for so many years, man. Yeah, because they had guys that they could just rotate bodies among bodies. Like they would just rotate talent in, you know, and and um, and, and, that, and like that's a big thing. And I think when teams like we're starting to see that a little bit more now, you know, with teams like the Cleveland Browns with Alex Wright. And, you know, Zadarius Smith and Miles Garrett and, you know, all those guys like there. It's good to have six to seven, maybe eight defensive linemen that could be just be interchangeable. You know what I mean? If I And I think with, with adding a Marshawn Nealon to a defense, he can give you that, right? Uh, also, he hustles. He plays hard. So you're like, okay, he can play special teams as well. So, yeah, you know, I'm talking about James Diamond, the rough man, a guy that, um, I think I have a, a successful impact on the NFL defense. I think he's one of them. I think Marshawn Neal, like I said, you know, right now he's listed at 6'3", 275. Uh, he's supposed to be going to the Senior Bowl, so that's going to be big, right? Um, if I remember correctly, I think he's he's committed to the Senior Bowl. So getting that arm length, that height, that actual weight, and then seeing him one-on-ones, like, what, you know, how advanced will you be against the Talese Fuagas, against the Jordan Morgans, against um, Troy Fountain, who, you know, uh, from from Washington, you know, how how advanced will you be against those guys? And that's going to be very, very important. And I can't wait to see it up close to personal. Remember, guys, me and Keith will be at the Senior Bowl. We will be boots on the ground. We'll be on the field, walking the sidelines. Cannot wait. I cannot wait for it, guys. We're going to have a blast. You know what I mean? We're going to have a very, very, very good time. Because that's our show. Dames, Diamonds in the Rough, Marshawn Nealon, uh, Edge, the defensive end from Western Michigan. We talked about Christian Haynes, right guard, interior offensive lineman from the University of UConn. We talked about Tanner McLaughlin, tight end. All these guys, like I said, day three, fourth through seventh round, get you some depth pieces, get you some special teams. Well, I think Christian Hayes might be a day two guy, actually, for me. because He's the only one I think that actually could, has a strong chance of going day two in that second, third round range. But either way, it just depends on how the board falls. He could fall to the fourth and the team will get a steal. And I think all of these guys can make impacts at the next level, guys. Thank you all for joining me. And, you know, we always tell you, talk to us because we always talk back, man. Um, you know, listen, on, you know, from, like I said, from the audio side, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, please go on there. Um, subscribe, automatic downloads, leave a five-star comment to review. If you're watching on YouTube, go uh, subscribe to the channel. Hit the bell notification so you're notified every time we drop to content on the channel. But also, remember this, also comment, like, 
talk to us because we talk back, man. But thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our every single dares. Um, you know what I mean? And go subscribe. Like I said, go subscribe, follow on YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts, get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Remember, you can find and follow me, Damian Parson, DP underscore NFL on X. All right. Talk to us because we talk back. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.